Path Girl consistency is the name of the game here. I guess so. Consistency. That's what the perverted podcast listeners expect. They expect consistency. You have a moderately stable life. I have a train wreck. That is consistency. (laughs) It's not a consistency that usually works in my favor, but it's a consistency nonetheless. And damn it. You're a consistent train wreck. Gotcha. That's a consistent. (laughs) Like, where? I don't even have tracks. I just hear woo woo all the time, and it's like people having a party. Nope, that's a train. Let's get into some shit. The show you're about to hear is for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. That means you don't have to listen to it. But if you're curious, here we go. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? That's the sound of the train wreck. That's why we woo. Hello and welcome to Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and the human mind. Recording on Zencaster, trying to stay off the tracks, but obviously derailing. I'm Path Girl. I am Count Boogie and Path Girl. I oh boy, yes, Boogie. I know what testicles feel like. I don't even have to reach down. I am exposed right now to testicle. If this is, it's like if there, if my life was going to be a movie right now, it would be like testicle, the Count Boogie story, based on actual events. Oh, testicle. God. Well, because it's it's like 90 degrees and it's humid and I'm sitting in the car because we have to record the show. And uh, and it's just it's just that like I hate sweat. And so I, of course, hate my balls sweating. And but it's just now I feel like the testicle. (laughs) I feel like a humid testicle inside of shorts with underwear that's too tight. That's the feeling that it is in the Aww. San Fernando Valley right now. Testicle. We could have recorded later. <laughs> no, wouldn't have mattered. By the time it would have gotten not testicle, it would have been like 3 in the morning for you. Well, I but, get up at 4.30, so. <laughs> by the time that uh, it would have been more like moist taint. Ah. <laughs> it would have just been too late for you. But how are you doing? I'm doing okay compared to you, I guess. (laughs) Well, you were having a joy poopy time yesterday. It wasn't a poopy time. It's just my stomach is really killing me. I don't know. I just ate. I don't know if I had a touch of food poisoning or my wonderful dysautonomia was kicking up. But it's just I felt like absolute crap. And I like texted you at five o'clock. I'm like, "Uh, can we record tomorrow? I'm like (laughs) in a girl back in bed. (laughs) I'm like, ah. God damn it, I almost wish we had recorded last night. I'm sorry. I never cancel on you. Well, no, you don't cancel on me. And, of course, it was good. It was just the fact that you canceled meant that I was someplace that an incident occurred. And uh, nothing to take blame for because that's just the lottery of life. Hey, you know what, Path Girl? Everything, every day, every time we drive our car... Every move we make, every breath we take, 
I'll be watching you, Path Girl. I am a stalker. I'm sorry. I just went into a old police song. But uh, but it's so amazing how random, like, if you would have just been just this far. Like, if the asteroid 65 million years ago that hit the Yucatan Peninsula and basically wiped out the dinosaurs, giving way for humans to evolve to this magical life that we have now in Testicle, the Count Boogie movie. Um, if that planet, if that fucking thing would have been off by a quarter inch, a trillion miles away, we'd all still be possums and dinosaurs would still be eating us. So it's random. You can never, you can never underestimate how many millions of random lotteries there are every day of your life. Like sometimes you don't even know, you don't even know if if you're looking one way driving on the freeway and the guy or girl coming the other way just kind of checks their cell phone and you don't even see that they were coming into your lane and then they just magically looked up and said, oh, I shouldn't be there. Uh-huh. And that would have been the end of your life. Yeah. You know, there's so many things. And that, I think, overwhelmingly leads me to the fact that it is so good to take some time in your life and explore your kinks and sexuality. Uh Cause you never fucking know when a dinosaur killing meteor is going to fuck up your world. (laughs) So you might as well spank some asses, finger some buttholes, do some stuff, get some rope, learn some things, experiment, do your life because it's all so, so very, very random. And it's just sometimes I get really existential, but it's not like a it doesn't lead to a bad thing. You know, usually when you're like, oh, I could die at any second. Shut up, you fucking emo bitch. Or (laughs) you could say, wow, I have this freak chance of a life. I could really do things that I always dreamed of. And like you could literally just change that point of view right now. And I've been doing that this year with like songwriting and. And some of the things I've really been challenging myself. And I know songwriting isn't kinky, but to me, it is pain and suffering. Sometimes right. when you're writing, there is anguish and I'm in a story that's fucking crazy. And I get all emotional and sad because that's the only time I allow myself to feel legitimate o- emotions is when I'm writing from the point of view of an, I mean, it's very dysfunctional. I write from the point of view of these other characters. <laughs> and then I allow my emotions to come out that I stuff down to heart attack level now, but, but do something different. You know, I'm so glad that the perverted podcast audience is here and exploring this with us. Definitely. definitely. And just seeing the things that we're seeing. Cause you just absolutely never know. Did you have any exploration since we last talked? Um, I don't think I've had any exploration. I have a, a play party coming up on Saturday and Donis and I are going to be going there. And actually I'll be getting some belated, uh, birthday spankings I should have gotten last month. So that'll be, Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. That, so it's, it's ca- go ahead. It, it's, ca- it's kind of like our whole kinky tribe takes turns spanking the person who had the, who has the birthday. So <laughs> I was just going to ask if this is a spank gang bang. 
And pretty much, it, yeah. It, I mean, it, there'll probably be at least six other people there besides me and Don. Is uh, I mean, Cat and Doc, but uh, and then like probably at least four other people. But yeah, usually the person who's getting spanked lays out a bunch of toys and basically says, "This is what you could use, and this is other things you can do." And you know, anybody who feels comfortable going up and spanking that person, you know, can go, go spank them. If not, you know. <laughs> right. So now let me so, ask a question. Sure. Let me ask a question for all the perverted podcast listeners. I'm asking this with you. Um, when you're doing that and you know, multiple people are going to touch you and multiple people that you're not like, I know doc and, and cat, you know, you have a thing with, and you've known Mm -hmm. them for a long time. You've developed that. And then of course, Donis, you're in a relationship with. So of course he, you know, there's a thing when he touches you, but when like kind of random strangers are grabbing and slapping on your ass, what does that how do you compartmentalize that in your head? Well, I mean, in this instance, it's not really going to be strangers. It's it's pretty much going to be part of our kinky tribe. So probably like, you know, there's about 12 of us in the tribe and there'll probably be at least eight people there. But um, with that, in, in that sense, I won't have a problem with it because sure. I know everybody there. But I have had instances in the past other times where um, I've gone to like when I was in my swinger lifestyle phase, like they used to do the birthday dances and like, you know, you'd go on a chair and like anyone would be a free for all can come up and dance on you. And it would just be like, of course, my friends would go up and dance on me. But then there'd be the occasional guy or girl who I absolutely did not know who'd be groping on me and stuff. And I'd be like, uh, OK, this is, you know, I this is what I asked for. So, right, right. so you have to kind um, of work through that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and obviously if I got to the point where I was extremely uncomfortable, I would just basically say, Hey, back off. Or I had a safe word that I used to use even when I was in the swinger lifestyle, where it'd be basically like, I'd say my son's name and go, Hey, uh, where's so-and-so. And And then my friends would be noted like, okay, get this person off of me and we need to take a break. So, okay. Um, But when you're playing with uh, like people and like, you know, them and there's say like four or five other people, do you have a, a connection do you are you able to let go and experience the spanking or is it more laughy fun demo-y it's 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 more laughy fun thing for the birthdays you know because especially like it's people that i normally never play with um that i've seen them do scenes and stuff and we're really good friends but it's just like you know there's there's two or three guys who have literally never put their hand on their ass on my ass and they may be putting their hand on my ass and it's just be like okay (laughs) so okay so so there is a certain amount of like uh i don't know apprehension maybe with new people touching you yeah and then it may be like oh i kind of like that i may have to negotiate something a little bit later down the road oh hey you know it is my birthday bro finger on your birthday should be (laughs) bro finger all of a sudden that would be so fucking awesome if like on the next show you're like hey um so uh didn't think this would happen, but I uh, consented to a nine-person gangbang, and uh, no, that would not happen. No, <laughs> we're not that kind of group. <laughs> Damn it! We have friends of ours that are swingers, but not 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 the really close group, the close knit group. I mean, you know, we've all seen each other in various stages of undress and watched each other's scenes, but it's just no, nothing sexual has ever happened between any of us. <laughs> all right, well, you know, I'm just putting out my hopes and fantasies mm-hmm. because I am the king now i think i'm clocking in in the last couple of years i'm clocking in i think i hit a dozen and that is a dozen women that 
I like that have had some sort of crush on me or liked me or would tolerate bro finger from me, but they just live over. It's always over a thousand kilometers away. It's my thousand kilometer attraction curse. Like if I wanted to, if I could travel a thousand plus kilometers, I would have stories every week, every week for this show. And, uh, and but it just always winds up being somebody over a thousand kilometers away, and that was no well, different this week. Somebody that I didn't uh, even know, like somebody I've known since we both kind of got in the lifestyle at the same time, and they were uh, with somebody at the time, and I I just shut off completely. I'm like, bro, buddy, but she was very pretty, right. and she just carried herself super well. I there's a certain type of woman. I mean, I love all I love women, so all types I love, but there's a certain demeanor i don't know if demure is the correct word (laughs) but they kind of hold themselves in like this certain way that just i'm like in a very calm academic voice i'm like i am very attracted to this personality this person (laughs) is somebody that i like and they were very pretty and whatever but but then of course they broke up with their whoever they were with at the time and then, you know, we go away and go. And they were always very nice to me. And when they do come in town, they're uh, they're very, you know, we have nice conversations or at least very pleasant conversations, short. And uh, and I just randomly found her profile uh, after a long time of not seeing her. And I, uh-huh. I am the king of like, well, you're probably not going to see this because you haven't been active in six months, but I'll just send a letter. And and I mentioned in that letter, hey, I've always thought really highly of you. I think you're real cool. And, and I've always had kind of a little crush on you and and whatever. And literally, like 10 minutes later, she's like, what are you talking about? I always had a crush on you. Oh, no. And you're like, unrequainted love fucking, you know, losing oh. my religion. R.E.M. is playing in the background and, you know. Because that song's about unrequainted love, if you yeah. listen closely to it. Um, it's not about losing your religion. There, I'm being a snob because I watch a lot of YouTube videos of uh, <laughs> fucking documentaries where they talk about uh... things. I'm an idiot. Anyway, so, yeah, so unrequainted love. And I'm like, oh, and where are you staying now? And they're like, 6,000 kilometers away. And you're like, fucking, fucking. Aww. Fuck. Testicle, the story of Count Boogie. Testicle, an unrequited love story. <laughs> an unrequited, now brought to a jock strap near you. Oh. A steamy jock strap near you. I'm sorry. Well, so, well, you know what? Pervertedpodcast at gmail.com if you want to help support Boogie with your extra frequent flyer miles to get to 6,000 kilometers. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That life is the place Talk about genital torture and subspace We share our kinky thrills With perverts from around the world Yeah, perverted podcast Talking about that life, motherfucker
For your peace of mind, please know that the author of every post we talk about on the show has specifically granted us permission to do so. Uh, we're actually going to do something we haven't done in a long time. We're going to do a twofer from FetLife. And Whee! shout out to Enigma again, once again, for finding these. And if you ever find a post on FetLife that you'd like for us to discuss on the show, just put a at perverted podcast in the comments and that'll tag us in it. And we can take a look at it. Both of these are from the lovely Spanish Red. She's uh, one of, the, of our people who have given us blanket consent for all of her posts. Mm. So the first one we're I could find tackle. her vagina. Oh, I hope so. I could find she's, it. She's, she's off in Antarctica somewhere. As well, oh, so you know, she Antarctica's yeah, always having a party. At that she's <laughs> over 6,000 kilometers, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but unlike all worth, the I others, she, I don't think she wants me. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> pretty sure. Because we talk this type of shit every single show. And she's never made a comment. I don't think she listens, but uh, whatever. Her All fucking right. loss. Yeah, exactly, because she's missing out on the love, god damn it. That's right. Yeah. Help, help, <laughs> yeah. help, help, yeah. help, help. I'm not dominant anymore. I'm just a pathetic. You're, you're a, beyond help. We've I'm known that for years. We still love you. <laughs> Fine. All right. The first red. one is called. Should you share your real name at kink events, a post for noobs? In my early years of FetLife, a member of a local community was denied access to his children after his ex-wife outed him as a BDSM practitioner. This is not the kind of story you want to hear when you're planning your first orgy, but it should be the first thing you ever consider when you become active in the kink scene. You only have to share your identity once, and after that, you never shed it. There's a reason why we handle this all differently. If someone outed me, for example, nothing would come of it. So I played the identity game more loosely than most. That's not because I'm better and braver than you, but because my risks are negligible. Every life is different. Every risk profile is different. You're the only person who gets to decide how much risk you expose yourself to. My privacy needs are not your privacy needs, and that's okay. The kink scene will teach you a lot about consent. We don't want you to do anything that we, without finding out all the risks. That doesn't mean you have to avoid all risky activities. It means that we want you to make an educated decision, and the same applies here. Assess your risk, make sure you know what you're getting yourself into, and don't let anyone divert you from your chosen path. Here, 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 here. here. So much to consider. And, of course, we are. this is a BDSM kink lifestyle 101 crash course right here. Yes. And we have talked about this. We haven't revisited this in a while, so for our new perverted podcast listeners that maybe you're considering venturing into the kink lifestyle, going to a club event, going to a party, going to a munch, going to a class, going to a workshop, any of these things, it doesn't matter. The basic rule is the same. And we're going to talk about that. But going into this event, always come up with a different name. Do not give your personal information to anybody. Now then, now then I will say, I'm just going to jump right into it. Sometimes there is some confusion on this because there is two different scenarios. There are two different scenarios that people confuse. And sometimes people who mean to harm you are going to use this technique to get into your world unchecked. If you are going to a party dungeon class something, absolutely you should keep your private information eternally private. Absolutely, that is the message we have. That's what you hear all over the place. 
However, if you are going to get into a relationship with somebody or if you're going to start playing with somebody, then it is absolutely also okay to require some sort of information from this person so you can know that they are not secretly a serial killer with a long uh, police record. Yes. That is absolutely okay. They can say no, and then you can choose to not play with them, or you can wait until you get to know them in the lifestyle of watch them play, blah, 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 um, and not get any personal information from them or understand. But if you are going to be in a relationship with somebody, especially if it's going to get to any level of seriousness, uh, I don't think it's, uh, it is absolutely not irresponsible or uh, unethical to get some information on that person. That being said, just like in anything that per- that can be used against you. Yeah. And I've, I've seen it firsthand several times get held against people. Sure. Um, in custody battles, in divorces. I mean, short case in point when our poly quad broke up years ago and I went with my ex poly wife to a divorce lawyer to help her start the process of getting divorced from her legal husband. We had to educate the lawyer on polyamory and the swinging lifestyle and whatever. And this is even before we got into kink and long story short, the lawyer's like, you need to understand in the County we live in every single lawyer, every single uh, judge that's in the, it's in the courtroom is a Baptist minister or minister or the wife of a Baptist minister. Right. And you're going to look at, they don't care. Everything was open and consensual and everything was known about you're cheating on him uh, and she's cheating on you. And it's just, it was a whole actual mess. And the lawyer's like, don't even bring it up. Yeah. So it, it's, and you also have to be careful. And this is, I, I am the first to actually do this and I have to kick myself every time I do it. I have a, a very bunch, you know, I have kink friends that I know by their fat life names and I have kink friends, but I know their vanilla names because we either do vanilla stuff together or I've seen them outside and they'll say, Hey, outside of an event, my name is blank. Right. And I'll immediately go into an event and I'll go to somebody and I'll go, Hey, and I'll start to say the vanilla name. And I'm like, mm. you know, just, yeah. Oh, Hey, so-and-so, you know, it's, it's just, and I'm sitting there to do somebody to them. I'm like, Hey, this is, you know, this is Donna's Donna's. This is, I forgot your fed life name. Cause all I can remember is your vanilla name. It's right. And once again, these are things that uh, it's not always malicious that someone's going to yeah. use your mm-hmm. information against you. And it's also not always malicious that somebody's going to ask information because in the non-kinky world, those are normal questions. So what's your exactly. name? Where do you work? What type of, you know, blah, 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 personal information. And that's in the non-kink world. That's very normal party, you know, barbecue conversation. Exactly. So it's okay if you hear that and then just it's your job to stand up for yourself and go, ah, I keep all that stuff private, but here's what I like in the, the kink world. Here's what I here's what I explore here. And that's fine to keep that. So it's kind of a balance between because some people get really pissy and they're like, Oh my god, they asked me where I worked. And it's like, well, were they being yeah. like malicious or like, you know, whatever? Just say, hey, this is private, which I've had to do uh, or remind my partners of because I don't give a shit. Um, right. But uh, it, it's definitely it's a dance. And ultimately, 
the other thing I wanted to point out real quick is the person you are today that's very open may not be the person that you are in 10 years. Oh, definitely. There are a lot of people. And I, when we at the love lab, I would say, are you sure you're okay with your voice? You're this, you're that, you're whatever. And most, I would always convince like Mew is not Mew's name and bunny is not fucking bunny's name. Everyone had code names and everyone kind of, right. you know, had their own thing. And then there were some people who were like, no, it's totally cool. Everything's cool. I'm cool. And I'm like, yeah, you're cool today at 25. Mm-hmm. But what happens when all of a sudden at 35, you, you know, you went, you got a master's degree and now you want to do something political or you want to, you know, you can't just always assume that you're always going to be wild and free. There may be, or it may just be a thing. And I literally, I haven't talked about this and there's been enough people on the show that, that I, uh, I don't feel like I'm risking anyone's information, but, uh, I've had those calls. I've had those emails. Hey, can you take down that picture of me mm-hmm. or that video? I remember you told me about one time. Yeah. You know, and I, you know, I'm the rule is I always told everyone, no matter what you do, I ain't taking down a show. Mm-hmm. That's audio. First off, they didn't see your face or whatever. But uh, if something in you has changed and a lot of times people get in a relationship and then the mm-hmm. p- other partner in the relationship is like, well, I feel really uncomfortable knowing that your orgasm is floating out there or whatever, which they're all, these are all reasonable things that do happen. You know, I'm not faulting someone or somebody somehow changes their mind and decides that for whatever reason, their sexual exploration was a mistake and that uh, they shouldn't have done this and that kinky people are bad and that they're bad for doing it. And, and they go, maybe they become religious, they, you know, oh, or they feel yeah. a lot of pressure from their family because, you know, you know, the it's, it's just caused hassle. So now it's a negative. And, mm-hmm. and from my point of view is I'm still very proud of my sexuality and I am still dedicated to the fact that what we do when we try to do it ethically is a positive thing. And so just because you now look at that as negative doesn't mean I'm going to join you on that. If you yeah. want to look at it yeah. as negative, you can. You that uh, you absolutely can. But I ain't taking down the damn show. So yeah. and, and it's just that that goes in general. I mean like colleges are now looking at, you know, people's Facebook sure. and social profiles and jobs are looking at it too. I mean even on my social media I am friends with several of my coworkers on social media, but I do not list where I work, Mm. let alone I am only out to one or two people that I work with. Um, Thankfully, I'm out. My ex-husband knows I don't do the show, and so does his fiance. and obviously Donis knows I do it. But um, I'm thankful that I don't have anything malicious in my life, but I do have one or two people that – in my past, I've had to keep an eye on, and I have some dirt on them. So if that way, if anything were to come out, well, hell, half no fury like a path girl scorned. Sure. Um, <laughs> but but it, 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 it's, it's a reminder for everyone that 
especially the kink scene seems to go in cycles. We hear it all the time where somebody steps away for a year or two because of personal reasons or whatever. And then they come back and go, oh my God, these are all new faces. I don't know who these people are. It's always a nice refresher to basically like, number one, don't push people for information if they don't feel comfortable giving it. And number two, you may want to practice a couple of answers that if somebody asked you, what do you do for a living? Uh, you know, uh, what do you like to do for fun? You know what I mean? Like if people ask me and they don't know me, I work in a laboratory. Sure. You know, I'm a medical professional. I don't give my specifics of I'm a pathologist assistant. I know there's like right. around 2000 of us in the U.S., you know, but and I mean, to, the, to some people, I will say I'm a pathologist assistant and people, some people get interested in it. But again, there's enough people in my community that I could hide myself pretty well. But I am a practice. professional tiger poo sculptor. I did not know that about you. Boogie. That you is that? what I do. I go to <laughs> India and uh, I follow uh, Bengal tigers around with uh, those, those uh, you know, little slightly oversized uh, doggy park baggies <laughs> that you're supposed to. And, uh, and when the 400-pound tiger looks back at me when it's taken a dump, I just go, shh, rawr. I'm not here. Go back to your poo because I'm going to sculpt, you know, like, uh, you know, fruit baskets. And, you know, How they, did you get off on this tangent. They Seriously. poop a lot. I'm just trying to f- come up with an answer. Okay. Well, no, you can come up with a better answer with like. I do musical jingles or, you know, I'm a musician and, and, and I, I do various things about music. Get in the habit of just three or four questions that if you were going on a first date with somebody, the questions you normally would get asked, make up some answers for that. And that, and that way, if somebody's like barraging you with questions, then it might be like, mm, I don't give up that much information to people I just start talking with. And if you have a problem, then go grab a DM or a, 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 a event organizer and let them say, uh, hi, this is supposed to be more of an anonymity event. So... <laughs> It's more fun to be a tiger poo sculptor. Well, that's true. Just, you know, saying. Because that also, like, lets people know, oh, I'm not going to get a straight answer from this person. True. Unless I was. I mean, you don't know. I mean, there's Enema, San Francisco Enema art guy. What? Wait, what? You that? There- I think he was in the 90s or 2000s. I remember somebody that was painting with their own crap on canvases. And was like no, no, this was an enema. Nice. That was the you know so close, but no, it was paint. No, there was oh. a guy. I think I'm pretty sure he was of the uh, the liking things up his butt. Uh, and the reason I say that is because he would enema large amounts of paint into his ass and then sit on the edge of a giant canvas and squirt it onto the canvas and then repeat. Mm-hmm. All the different colors. And uh, tragically, uh, people paid thousands of dollars for this art. I've spent 40 years of my life learning uh, how to make music, and I did not realize that I could make more money if I just um, shit paint onto a canvas. Um, yeah, I, I, you know what? The people who bought those paintings need to be shot because it's just like, just why? Yeah, you like you're encouraging. You are encouraging, I'm not encouraging bad them. I'm art. No, them I'm to telling them. Else. I'm telling they're encouraging by <laughs> buying that art. You are encouraging uh, bad. Don't do that. No. 
No. I mean, you can do it. You know, sure, if that's your kink, we do all sorts of crazy things. Yeah. But don't pay someone thousands of dollars for paint poop art. Don't exactly. do it. I know because yeah, it, I know it dilutes. Who has, yeah, it dilutes the, the real art realm. <laughs> it is some someone that took time. Now, then, if the guy created himself as like a human 3D printer and like had someone rig him up in a way and then actually had a computer move his harness in certain directions. And he could make a picture like, here's an elephant from my paint poop enema. Like that, I'd be like, that took some work. Okay. But not just sit at the edge of the canvas and go, here's what I feel today. These these are the days I wish we had a video feed with this because I'm just sitting here with my mouth opening, listening to this going, I I can't even think of a response. Pervertedpodcast at gmail.com. Do you think paint poop enema guy should get thousands of dollars while I get paid point zero fucking two cents a download for songs I worked 40 years on? Pervertedpodcast at gmail.com. They're going to go shut up and stop being a bitch. Be grateful for your point zero zero two cents. So keep your stuff private. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> wow, you 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 not only went off the rails, you just went off the the, the cliff and just head over. Took the cliff, and- collapsed the cliff, <laughs> put some seismic activity back in the town. <laughs> Shock waved that out into the ocean about ten miles, Pretty created much. a tsunami, came back and fucked up the town. It, that was Lisbon. That was the, the that was a Lisbon level derailing there. Yeah, pretty much. Tiger poop sculptor. <laughs> Celebrate your vag cause it rocks. Put a needle in your cock on fat life. But wait, folks, there's more. There's that more. was uh, there's more if that derailing wasn't good enough for you. We have yet another post from the lovely Spanish Red that is titled Every kinky single person gets a last hurrah after they die. Yeah. <laughs> Every non-cohabitating kinkster gets that one final hurrah after death. The moment when mom and grandma cleared our gra- call it clear out our homes with all the sex toy shelves and hidden spanking benches. That's when the shy and sweet natured Bianca turns into a flogger wielding stiletto wearing dominatrix <laughs> who brands her boyfriends for kicks. It's in your future, dear. If you live alone, it will happen to you. Oh, my God, your friends will say. She was a pervert. Who'd have thunk it? If I was a cool cat, I'd use this paragraph to say, I don't care because I'll be dead. Besides, I take pleasure in their shock. But I'm not a cool cat. I'm an irrational human with an inner 13-year-old begging for that to come out. It's all bullshit, of course. I keep my kink identity zipped up in bags, though sometimes it's something to be ashamed about. Shame usually dies on exposure. I say it all the time, but sometimes my favorite idiom isn't true. Sometimes shame grows on exposure. It grows on acceptance. Sorry. It grows because acceptance can't achieve a damn thing until you accept yourself. It grows because you can't have a successful relationship with others until you have a successful relationship with yourself. I wasn't raised to be ashamed of my sexuality. 
My grandmother would have relished the job of cleaning out my sex toys. She would have congratulated me for them. I want to be her like one day. I swear it. I'm still building my best self, but do you know what? She had to build her best self too. I like this Kabam. one. Bam. You know, be, being a single person or, you know, someone who's not in a relationship or whatever. I mean, you know, checkpoint, we all die. And right. what happens to all of our kinky stuff and everything kinky about us when we die? Well, it's not even that. I mean, you could get in an accident or, you yeah. know, I mean, oh, yeah. I'm, we're picking all the fun stuff. But you could get crippled yeah. in an accident. That tiger poop yeah. could come out and light on fire. And now you're disabled uh, with broken yeah. tiger poop feet. What? No. But, um, th- yeah, there's a number of ways <laughs> that you can be outed. Or it even goes back to the other uh topic where it's an accidental or malicious outing where everyone finds out who and what you are and and i love how she ended it because halfway through reading it i was like this is very similar to kind of like what we talked about i think it was on the last show uh, about the guy that likes things in his butt and wears uh women's negligee yeah um Mm -hmm. that it comes to that similar theme of like why are you so paranoid about something like this? Why are right. you so paranoid? And, and, and Spanish Red really brought it home with it comes down to your self-acceptance and how you yeah. view yourself. And kink shaming yourself is so real for so many people that are exploring their kinks. It's a very real thing. We've seen it tons of times. We've seen people come in and be elated. Excuse me. And then just the fact that they're so elated from having their great kinky experience that they've always dreamed of but never done, that guilt and shame instantly consumes them. No one's even said anything to them. And then they leave. Because they feel they they hear all those voices and all that yeah. guilt, and so it's basically the imaginary death where somebody has now found out because now there's proof. Now you've actually right. done it. Before it was just a secret fantasy, but right. now right. you have actually stepped into this world and actually done these things, and there is such a a horrible experience of people shaming themselves without anybody doing it for them. And so that's why I really love this topic that we get to talk about this. Yeah. And and it's, it's a reality check for all of us. I mean, but if you think about everyone in some way or form has probably had to deal with a friend, a family member, uh, a coworker that has died and finding out stuff you never knew about that person, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> grandma, you know, dies and you go to clear out her house and, Ooh, she's got a vibrator in her drawer, you know, grandpa, you know, go out to his tool shed, which you think should be all tools. And it's all porn magazines. I mean, it's just, there are things that even when I was growing up, I remember like I discovered my dad's porn stash of like videos and, and magazines. And I was like, Oh crap, my dad watches porn. Yeah. And then like the realization of well, of course my dad watches porn. He's a guy. Guys normally do that. Even women do it too. But it was just like, what's what's the big deal? 
you know, okay, you may chuckle about it if you pull out grandpa's, you know, Viagra subscription and then throw it away or whatever. But it's just like people do things behind closed doors you may not know about just like you do it behind closed doors and you don't want people to know about it. So you need to learn how to accept yourself. And yeah, someone's probably going to clear up my apartment if I drop dead tomorrow and find my bag of toys. <laughs> Big fucking deal. <laughs> I think it, it it comes down, and I've done this with people who have gone through this self-kink-shaming kind of conundrum. And, and it really is about making that list why is this bad and th- and this comes down to like that cbt cognitive behavioral therapy kind of thing where you have to go find what is the core belief is this a shame that i'm hearing this from some sort of religious upbringing or a parent or whatever or am i legitimately afraid how this is going to affect my how i have relationships now Am I ruined for life? I've heard that one a lot of times. You know, I'll never be able to be in a normal relationship again because I see how awesome this is. And uh, which is a a real thing. There's people that have gone off and tried to be in non-kink relationships and uh, and they last a few years and then they come back and they're like, couldn't do it. Just couldn't fucking do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And these are all real things. But ultimately... If you can try to sit down and go, where is this voice coming from? Is this a voice of logic? Is this a voice of fear? Is this a voice of, I had a view of myself as maybe being pure and moral and upright. And now even though these things turn me on and I want to do them, I feel like I'm now some of the people, which I had to deal with, maybe people in the past that I used to judge for now being depraved or immoral or whatever it was. Now I've become that thing that I swore that I, I wasn't, but I actually am. So there's, there's an entire process of dismantling that shame. Cause ultimately, cause like path girl, you and I could tell, this listener if they're listening right now up and down you're okay it's okay at whatever your fantasies are primal based they're based in millions of years of evolution and you have desires because your brain's slightly chemicalized this way or that way and you have to just accept that you're going to be turned on by other things, maybe weird smells or this, or you want to wear a dress or you want to, you know, take blah, 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 whatever. But as long as it's in your head and then however it manifests yourself, you do it ethically with consent and you do risk aware with your partners and things like that, then that's how it comes out in a positive way. But you have to deal with the fact that you have a primal mind. And some of the things I see in my head are absolutely not okay. Yeah. And I had to deal with, I've had to deal with, uh, I don't want to be that person. I hate people that do that for real. But these thoughts and feelings are in my mind. And they're depraved and they're not cool. They're not cool in the real world. In a fantasy, okay, I'm going to keep an eye on that one, but 
okay, I'm not a bad person because I think things. You're a bad person if you do bad things. Right. Again, we've talked about it many times where it's basically you can have ideas in your head that are absolutely completely fucked up. But if they stay in your head and they're not being executed, and especially if they're not being executed on people that are completely non-consensual, that's perfectly fine. If you'd like to explore those things in a consensual way with a consenting adult, great. But just because you think fucked up things doesn't mean you're personally fucked up. With this, with the post, I mean, and like you said, there are people in my life who are like, oh my God, they could never find out. This, for people who are single or people not in a relationship, this might be something where you shouldn't be ashamed of who you are as a kinky person. That being said, if there is absolutely positively something that you don't want your family or friends or whatever to find out, you could have a trusted kink person, like someone very trusted you've known for many years or even a family friend that basically goes, look, in case something ever happens to me, here's an envelope with my FetLife profile name, delete it. Here's where my kink bag of kink stuff is. Please remove it from my house. And I have had one or two people that it's just basically like, you know what, if anything ever happens to me, my wife knows get rid of this before the house gets cleared or my girlfriend knows get rid of this before the house gets cleared out. And that may be that little bit of calming factor to let somebody continue to be kinky, but have that safety valve of, oh crap, if something really happens, I know my, my personality and my, my past is going to be protected in a way. You know what I mean? Sure. And once again, if you're somebody that thinks backwards, then you that that's something that you should investigate doing. Um, I'm with Spanish Red. Uh, once I'm dead, uh, I'm not yeah. going to care what anybody finds out because I'll be busy, you know, being dead. Yeah. I got to find yeah. the bowling pin. I found Larry's bowling pin, and I knew it existed because he was very proud of when he was a younger gay man. He... Uh, he was able to take the smaller end of that bowling pin up his ass and wow. and uh and then he died and i was in charge of cleaning his house and i and you stopped when you saw that bowling pin and i said, just for a second i wow, found there it is pin. that's it there's there's no like it's not like people just collect fucking bowling pins and yeah. maybe it's yeah, not that one maybe it's not that one <laughs> Maybe it's not that one. And I'm like, here we are. This is the part of Larry. I knew this was, I knew I was going to find this. And here it is. I almost took a picture of it in honor of Larry, but, <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. Like you said, you're, you're, you may be responsible one day for clearing out your parents' house, uh, another family friend's house. And it's just, you're going to find stuff that I'd be like, Wow. I never knew Aunt Jane was into, you know, double-ended dildos. Well, good for Aunt Jane. Can only you know? hope. <laughs> can only hope. You motherfucker, you acted prude all these years. I fucking knew. Mm-hmm. You weren't fooling anybody. Mm-hmm. Not a single person. But other than other than that, it really does come down to it is okay to have these conversations with yourself to Make peace with what your desires are and inevitably your sexuality and how you want to proceed with that. And uh, if you have a lot of shame and you're still performing kinky activities, but you still have a lot of shame and guilt about it, 
I hate to break this to you, but that's going to affect the people you play with in your relationships in kink. Because there's going to be a level of secrecy, inauthenticity, and and maybe judgment and resentment of the person you're playing with because they're doing the same thing that you're doing. And that's not going to be an authentic situation, is it? If secretly you resent your play partner because you resent yourself for being kinky. So inevitably do what you got to do, but it's a much happier existence exploring yourself. If you can make peace with it and let go of some of those voices from the past, because ultimately if there's anyone in my life that doesn't accept me for being kinky, do they really have any value anyway? No. They Do they no. even know me? Like, they don't even like me. They just like some version of me that's not even real. They don't even like the real me. They're yeah. going to judge the real me. So, fuck them. <laughs> Fucking drop my tiger poop right there. There you go. And thank you again to Spanish Red for being one of our blanket contributors. And again, if you find any posts you'd like to for us to discuss in the show, give us a at perverted podcast in the comments. Boop, boop. Help. <laughs> Great mics make a like. Help. Um, and that is the end of show 383. Thank you for joining us. If you have questions, comments, or topics you'd like us to cover, please reach out to us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com or find us on TikTok and Instagram under the name Perverted Podcast. And on FetLife, there's both a group and a page. You could support us for free for hitting the like or subscribe button on whatever app you're listening to us on. It really does help us to get promoted in the podcast forums and help other kinksters like you find us. And as a reminder, we discussed it in the last show, but I'm going to say it again. The Stitcher app is going away as of the end of August. So we are not sure if any adult content uh, kink uh, providers are going to be carried onto the new app. So make sure you download either iTunes, SoundCloud, or Podbean. We're on all three of those for free so you can continue listening to us. And then if you'd like to help us do a little bit more to help us, please go to patreon.com slash perverted podcast and sign up for our five bucks if you give a fuck level to get the few the shows a few days early. Lots of behind the scenes stuff and our half a pee pee shows, which are rolling right along. And as always, love and smushy kisses and no tiger poop to our patrons. We love you so much. By the way, Pathcore, you want to know something about tiger poop? I'm going to tell you. I'm going to okay. tell you something else about tiger poop. It was uh, used for a while i don't know if it still works i think they train the dogs around them but uh drug smugglers would smear tiger poop on the bumpers of the cars they were smuggling because dogs don't want to be near tigers because tigers would eat dogs so i don't know if it actually worked but i heard about it don't ask me where but I did oh, hear okay. that that was something that was done, and then the dogs would go up, and they'd be like, nah, nothing here. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I don't want you to open that trunk, and a tiger's going to jump out and fucking eat me. Dogs don't really, you know, they don't think. They just smell and think uh, when they smell. So let's not. There you There go. is a practical uh, application of tiger poop to bumpers. If you're smuggling large quantities of narcotics across the border. 
Across the border. Across. <laughs> fucking across. Yeah, fucking whatever. But that is our show. We're nowhere near the rails. I'm, yeah, fuck the rails. Fuck the rails, man. Get me the fuck out of here. If you have a room somewhere outside of the heat, pervertedpodcast at gmail.com. I will limp my car to you. And I can. Or if you have a vagina, you'd like to donate. If you have a vagina, you'd like to donate. <laughs> I know that's so tacky, but it's so fun. Prefer- preferably a live one. Preferably a live one, yes. Dead vaginas and a human one. are a little stinky. And I. Uh, it's kind of true. I, you know, I have a smell thing, and uh, it's very difficult to get the whole decomposition smell off an actual dead vagina. So, um, little necropsy or whatever they call that stuff. It's just not good. I mean, it has a definitely its own friction. It's definitely kind of like, you know, if you like took beef jerky, folded it in half and put some oil on it, you know, that's probably what I'm in a car. I'm living in testicle. I'm going to act out. Have you not figured this out? I act out. No, I figured it out a very long time ago, and I'm sorry to our listeners. Well, you're just a masochist, <laughs> goddammit. That's what I love about you. All right, we'll see you guys on the next show. Here we go. One, two, three, four. Can you help me find a... Cure for all the stupid people. This shit is quite insane. Like a virus, they keep home breeding. Little stupid people with retard DNA. Cake and circus hypnotizes suckers by the toys and lies. Keep electing douchebags that just help us jack our own erections. Can you help me find a cure for all the stupid people? They pray to fairy tale gods. They say the Lord loves all the little children. While kids are starving everywhere. Bitch, that logic is flawed. And circus hypnotizes suckers by the toys and lies. Keep electing douchebags that just help us jack our sucker bitch erections. Yeah! I'm not a sucker. I'm not a sucker for commercials that show some big titty girl that's never gonna fuck me anyway. I'm not a sucker. You can make it fly with scented, but it's still just a pile of shit. Stop making fat babies, taking meds, blaming the government. Stop being a fucking sheep. Go wild, learn some new shit. Stop thumb raping your phone. Look up, have a conversation, or maybe snort some fucking fiber because your brains are constipated. Can you help me find a cure for all the stupid people? This will not fix itself. Stop giving blowjobs to crooks and preachers who use you like a dollar hooker and learn to think for yourselves. Please! Cake and circus hypnotizes suckers by the toys and lies. Keep collecting douchebags that just.
back our own erections I'm not a sucker I'm not a sucker No, I'm not a sucker Now you I'm not a sucker I'm not a sucker